Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Crystal Jacobs Berry about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose Disney for her wedding and how she planned everything in the time of COVID and how it all turned out. So welcome, Crystal. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Well, we are both huge Disney fans. We love Disney. We go all the time. We take our children and it just made sense for us to, you know, get married at Disney World. <laughs> that's great. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out that's where the wedding was going to be? Well, a lot of them were very surprised, but I would say a lot of them probably wanted to be there but couldn't. But we know deep down inside we really wanted to have it there. So we just decided to have something very, very small and intimate. And were you planning before COVID hit and did plans then change because of that? Actually, we started planning and we signed everything literally a month or two before everything started to get crazy and starting to shut down. Oh, wow. So then how did things change for you? A lot of things really didn't change. The only thing that changed was, I would say, our photographer changed, our location changed, and our plans for after the wedding and the parks changed because we were going to do a dessert party. I see. Okay. So your photographer probably changed because Disney had to furlough a bunch of people. How did you change your ceremony? Well, it was going to be at Sago Key at first. And then I guess they wanted everyone to be indoors. So they moved it into the wedding pavilion. Interesting. Okay. Now, how many guests did you invite and how many were able to actually be there? We actually wanted it very small. So originally we wanted to do eight people total, but at the end it was six people total. Okay. Did you set up a room block for your guests? No, we actually got a two bedroom for everyone that came. Oh, wow. Using Disney Vacation Club points? Yes. We all basically just stayed in a two bedroom villa. Oh, that's great. So how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? We basically decided based on the event minimum price as well as availability. And we stuck with either Tuesday or Wednesday because I think that was the cheapest that you could possibly go. We didn't want to do anything on the weekends because it was a little bit higher in price. Right. Okay. Now, originally you chose Sago Key. How did you pick that venue? Well, we love the location. It was by the Grand Floridian, and it was off the, the water area. And it just thought it was a nice, intimate area. So we decided to choose that. And not only was it a good area, but it was also a good price. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do 
did you add anything to your ceremony like floral or decor or entertainment? We decided to not do anything extra because of COVID. So we just kept everything very small and we just didn't want to spend extra money in, you know, the times of COVID. So basically with the floral, my mom did the floral because she makes flowers and I wanted silk because I would be able to keep them. So we just did the silk floral arrangements, but we didn't order anything from Disney. Okay, great. Now, how did you pick what you guys were going to do after the ceremony? We wanted to do a brunch and we just basically got a reservation at the Grand Floridian Cafe. That's one of our favorites. So we decided to do that and we had our cake delivered there as well. We all were staying at the Grand Floridian, so it was very easy for us to just go to the Grand Floridian Cafe afterwards. And you worked with private dining at the Grand Floridian for the cake. Can you talk a bit about how you designed it and the cake flavors you requested? Initially, we wanted to do a cake tasting kit, so we requested that. And we decided to do what they call a naked cake and because we didn't want a lot of icing. So we got a naked cake and the flavors that we actually chose were the red velvet with white chocolate icing. And then we had the almond flavor with the amaretto mousse, which was very, very delicious. That's wonderful. Did you go for a full two-tiered cake or did you do a smaller one? We did a full two-tiered cake and that really took us the whole trip to eat. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet. (laughs) That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about what COVID restrictions were in place at the time of your ceremony? During the ceremony, my husband and I were the only ones allowed to not have on our mask, but that was only inside the Grand Floridian. But any other time outside of that, we would have to wear masks. My son and my daughter both had to wear masks, as well as my mom and my father-in-law. They all had to wear masks. But actually, during the ceremony, my husband and I, we did not have to wear it, which I was so happy about. That's great. And then did they do anything to help you shoot photos without masks, like with your whole family? Yes. Basically, walking out, we all had to wear our masks. But once we were positioned to take photos, we were then instructed that we could take off our mask only during the shots. I see. Now, you also did a Magic Kingdom bridal portrait session. Can you talk a bit about where you put that in your trip? Was it the day of the wedding, a few days later, and how it worked with the masks? We did our Magic Kingdom shoot actually the morning of the wedding, which worked out perfectly. We did our shoot around 6 o'clock in the morning, and we also had our first look in front of the castle as well. So we had to be in the lobby, ready to go at 5.30 a.m. And I think we finished around 7, 7.15. Also with the mask, my husband and I had to wear our mask during the whole shoot, except for taking the actual photo. So for moving from location to location, we had to keep our mask on. But the moment we took the picture, we were able to take them off. Got it. Which route did you choose in Magic Kingdom? I believe we did Route 2. And I think that was, of course, the castle. We did Be Our Guest. And I think that were the only two locations that we did. I think it was a third one, but we didn't go to the third one. 
Okay, got it. How did your dress hold up? Because I know there is some concern. They wash down the streets of Magic Kingdom at night and sometimes people's dresses get dirty. How did it work for you? Yes. So I did also read a lot of those. Um, a lot of people saying that their dress were dirty and mine's end up getting very dirty. <laughs> oh. But it was only underneath. So you really couldn't tell just by, you know, from someone looking at me, it was it was all underneath. So I personally didn't know until I took my dress off. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. <laughs> I want to take a quick break and let you know about this episode's sponsor. I am very excited to be partnering with the heritage brand Lennox, whose products have been appearing on wedding gift registries basically since the invention of the wedding registry. Not only do they offer classic china, but they also now have casual dinnerware, serving accessories, and of course, Disney-themed Christmas ornaments. I think a lot of couples today feel like they don't need to register for housewares because they've already set up their home, but your wedding guests want to give you gifts, and they want to give you gifts that you want. And a registry is a service to them and a great opportunity for you to upgrade what you have or augment it with things that you might not buy for yourself. And then every time you use the items that your guests get you, you will think of the people who gave them to you. So I am a big proponent of using fancy china every day, especially now when we are all cooking and eating at home so much. But Lennox also has a lot of casual dinnerware that's really versatile. So they sent me this cool dessert set and tray in a mix and match pattern called Blue Bay. And when Patrick saw it, he got very excited about planning an at-home dessert party where we make the treats from our wedding in Epcot and then we eat them from the Blue Bay China while we listen to the Illumination soundtrack. But Patrick was even more excited when he saw that they included the Minnie's Dream Wedding Christmas Ornament, which you have probably seen. It's Mickey and Minnie, and Minnie is holding out her hand, and she has a 24-karat gold ring on it. We buy a Christmas ornament on every Disney trip and write the year on it, and I think it's a tradition that many Disney fans enjoy. So I feel like this ornament would be really meaningful for the year that you got married. And you don't even have to go all the way to Disney to get it. All of Lennox's Disney ornaments, the Blue Bay dessert set, and tons of other great picks for your wedding registry are available online at lennox.com. And Disney Wedding Podcast listeners can get 20% off their entire order by using the code DisneyWeddingPodcast in all caps. And now on with the show. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day fit together with the photo session and then ceremony and your meal? Okay, so we woke up at 2 a.m. I had to get up extremely early to get my hair done and makeup done. And my mom did all of that. So I didn't have to bring anyone in to do that. We had to be ready in the lobby at 5.30 a.m. Because, of course, we had to do our first look in front of the castle. So we were ready at 5.30. We got to Magic Kingdom probably, I would say, quarter to six, six o'clock. Pictures happened, I would say, between 6 and 7, probably 7.15. And then when we came back to the room, we had maybe an hour, hour and a half to kind of freshen up, make sure the kids were dressed and everything. And then we were at the wedding pavilion around 9 o'clock. And the actual ceremony started at 9.30. So at 9.30, the ceremony was didn't really take that long. And we took pictures around the um, wedding pavilion. 
And then we had our brunch around 1030. So it was kind of a long morning, but everything worked out. That's great. And then what kind of stuff did you do for the rest of the day? Because I know sometimes people worry, well, if I have a morning event, then how do I fill the rest of the day? We decided not to do a park day that day because we knew it was going to be a long morning. So we just want to relax a little bit. And we did go to the boathouse and ate dinner that evening. That's nice. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? The most important thing for us, I would have to say, were the photos, a Magic Kingdom photo shoot and the actual ceremony photos. We put majority of our budget into photography. And then were there aspects that were less important where you saved your money or your effort? We will say decor because we felt like the area was already beautiful. The wedding pavilion itself was already beautiful and it was very intimate. So we really didn't put a lot of money into decor. Transportation, we initially had a limo but at the last minute decided to take that off because we were staying at the Grand Floridian. So we just basically changed up our reservation. So we were already there at the Grand and we didn't need the limo. And then my husband initially wanted to do the carriage, but because of COVID restrictions, we didn't want to have the carriage and have to take pictures with the mask on in the carriage. So we dropped that as well. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. What ended up being your favorite memory of the day? Oh, my favorite memory of all time would have to be Magic Kingdom that morning. It was so amazing to be in the parks totally by yourself. I mean, of course, there were workers there, but just to feel like you have the parks to yourself, it was amazing. It was one thing I would never forget. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I would say because of the mask. Wearing during the photo shoots, I did lose a lot of my, my lip gloss and, and everything. But other than that, it was it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point, though. Maybe bring a touch-up kit or something. Right. That's one thing I should have done. Okay. And then was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? Uh, I can't think of anything. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? One thing I would have changed, I would have taken screenshots or photos of different pictures that I thought were unique from other rides from their events. Uh, Magic Kingdom photo shoots, I would have saved those photos and try to recreate some of those photos. That's one thing I, I wish I would have done. Oh, interesting. Okay. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney couples, perhaps couples who they are going to get married during the COVID restrictions and maybe not as many people are able to come and they're wondering if they should just cancel it or keep going with their plans? I would say it depends on what your expectations are. It depends on your guest count. If you have a very intimate ceremony planned, I would say go forward with your plans because, you know, most of your pictures you won't have any mask on if that's one of your biggest concerns because a lot of our pictures were gorgeous. And I would say enjoy the moments because it definitely goes in a blur. Like we literally woke up and next thing we know, the event, the day and everything is over. So it happens so fast. So I would say enjoy every moment and don't sweat the small things. 
And I will also say, do a park photo shoot if you can. It's one of the most magical things you will ever experience. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, Crystal, I think you've offered a lot of great advice for anyone who's interested in having a small wedding at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.